1: Welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today I'm chatting with Travis Mills. Travis is the author of Tough As They Come, and he's president of the Travis Mills Foundation. He can be found online at travismills.org. Travis, welcome to the Future of Influence.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. How are we doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm excited about chatting with you. I happen to know a little bit about you and your background and what the work that you're doing. Would you tell us a little about the Travis Mills Foundation? What are you doing there and who are you helping?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the Travis Mills Foundation, my wife and I started while I was at recovery um, and Walter Reed after being injured in Afghanistan. And we thought we should get back and do some good in the world. And we started it with simple idea of care packages. And now it's blossomed into we bring out combat and service-connected injured veterans with physical injuries. we show them and their families how to do things adaptively, um, like kayak or uh, snowboard or downhill mountain biking or whatever. And they come out to this retreat that we built. Um, It was built by Elizabeth Arden in 1929. She was a cosmetic pioneer. And uh, when we got it, it was in pretty bad disrepair. But we went ahead and fixed it up, you know, like – probably two and a half, three and a half million dollars and two years renovations. And then we opened officially in 2017. We bring up eight families per week. We let them know not to live life on the sidelines, that they can always be active in their community and society and their family and just uh, you know live life to the fullest and live out the slogan that I've coined for myself of never give up, never quit. And um, it's went so well, even you know with the weird times we live in that we were able to extend our programming out to post-traumatic stress and help people going through anything like that with a warrior path program. Um, it's one of our, our uh, umbrella projects and it's going really well. So anybody that's suffering, whether it's a physical injury or post-traumatic stress injury um, they should, you know, email us at Travis foundation.org and, and we'll help hook them up and take care of them.
1: There was a lot in there, Travis. So let's unpack some of this. So you are helping uh, wounded veterans correct well yeah
2: yeah so uh if you go to the website you'll find i say recalibrated i'm not keen on the word wounded uh no offense to you or anybody um i just i think people see me and they're like oh you're one of those wounded guys and i'm like well i had wounds um but now they're they're healed i got pretty cool scars now and you know it's all about recalibrating yourself and finding your new normal so i do help uh people that have been through injury and have recovered and now are looking to you know, uh, maybe try something new with their family or loved ones or just get back out there and have a little bit of confidence in themselves.
1: So tell us a little bit about that. You said you have this retreat. It's a a place in Maine that you have rehabbed and designed for anyone to be able to not only maneuver and be there, but to, you said, kayak and do all kinds of other interesting things. So tell us a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we bring out, you know, service members that have been through horrible injuries, um, whether it was in service uh, overseas or in service, maybe a motorcycle accident. But it had to happen while they were serving post 9-11. And we bring them out and we show them how to do things with their families. Because at Walter Reed, uh, when I was recovering from my injuries, I was able to take my wife with me because I was injured um, so bad that I had to take a non-medical assistant. And I thought, man, all these crazy exciting things that I was doing. I experienced with my wife or a lot of service members because the funding was for as many service members as possible to learn these, um, you know, sports and skills and things that they didn't get to take a non-medical assistant. And I thought, well, I'm only getting better really for my daughter and my wife right now and might as well, you know, get that joy and experience with the whole family. Um, when I was injured in uh, 2012, I had a six-month-old little girl who was like my shining light learn how to walk with her Uh, we both learn how to walk at the same time uh she's one of my best friends in the whole entire world um like i mentioned in our um, pre-talk for this i'm taking her to go get soccer cleats today and uh you know and, and life goes on so my wife and i thought let's do something for the families and let's show them like hey look you can still do a lot of cool things and sometimes guys and gals become recluse and they don't go out and they don't do things and they don't want to be looked at or stared at and we're just like Look, it is what it is. Life has to go on and don't sit there on the sidelines. Let's be active. And it's, it's gone really well for us. And, um, you know, we've hosted over 500 families in the last three years. And uh, we kick our season off this June and we're looking to extend our program. to about 42 weeks out of the year um, in the next uh, three years. So very exciting. And no family that comes pays for anything. They don't pay for the fight. Um, they don't pay for the the you know the stay or the food like it's all covered because we have such great donors and and sponsors at the foundation. And I always make the promise to everybody, um, this is not how I make any income. I don't take a dime from the foundation. I'm just grateful to be, uh, you know, on the pres the president and the founder and and see people believe in our mission and want to give back to veterans and become part of our our uh, our team, if you will.
1: As you bring families in, what what type of impact do you see? on both the families and the service members after they spend time at the retreat?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we see a really positive impact. We um, we have service members that will get out there and maybe they take their kid kayaking for the first time or they take and do a horseback riding, you know, lesson. Uh, we had one gentleman that had both legs missing in one arm and then the other arm was burned up. So he didn't really have use of it. And he, we were doing archery and he said, I can't, I can't do it. And we said, no, no, you can. And right there on the spot, we had people like Um, sewing up a special brace to go around his chest to be able to lock an arrow in and pull the bow back. And um, four hours in, he didn't want to quit and he just was loving it, loving it. And he got to take the harness home. Now he shoots in his backyard all the time. And, you know, and then on the other side of the spectrum, uh, the spouses, um, you know, I had a spouse, a lovely wife of a soldier that was talking with the other wives and she told them, you know, this is the first time that I've seen the guy that I married. Uh, he hasn't acted like this since before he deployed and got injured, which was four years from when she said it. So, you know, that's really cool. And then when the kids leave they they cry and they say it's better than Disney World or um, they can't wait to come back. You know, we don't like see kids cry, but if they're crying for that reason, we know we've done something right. And um, you know, it's it's really cool because you get people that are at Walter Reed, like myself, and they have this community and they have this support structure, and then they go back to their hometowns or wherever. And there's not a lot of people like them. There's not a lot of people like at Walter Reed. You know, it's it's rare to see somebody in a wheelchair, or rare to see someone missing arms and legs, and um, or rare to see them, you know, with their injuries. And here we bring them back together and we say, "Hey, look, here's some friends that you can have." And the cool thing is, they all join the TMF, the Trust Mills Foundation alumni page, and um, they keep in contact and touch. And and uh, it's it's really awesome to to see that kind of stuff unfold.
1: I'm just thinking about how much influence filters through from every person who comes through your retreat center and how you are, how you're influencing not only the individual service members, their families, the extended family, their friends. Is that something that you'd had any inkling of when you started this?
2: No, no. When we started this, um, we were just going to do care packages. My wife and I donated $5,000. dollars we got stuff for care packages that I wanted when I was overseas to send to my guys that I was with. Like a lot of my guys went back overseas with different units. So we sent them to their guys and then um, just had this idea. And I'll tell you what, this idea we had, we bought that Elizabeth Arden's estate, which was run down, you know, needed a lot of renovations on a balloon payment style loan where we didn't have any money in the bank and the bank, you know, local bank was really good to us and um, we were able to just renovate and keep working I do motivational speaking for actually like my career, if you will, and uh, a lot of times I speak to the company, and then after they would bring me in to speak to them, I talk about the foundation, and they end up not only paying me, you know, for my services, but also giving a big donation to the foundation, and um, it's worked very well for me. So, I mean, that's that's exciting, you know. I'm I've, I've been blessed with um, living in the United States, and even though I was injured, where I'm one of five surviving quadruple amputees, you know, like only five of us made it out with no arms and legs. Um and two of them got double arm transplants. I'm not sure if they still qualify or not. You know, it's probably only an elite group of three now. But um I actually own uh a few businesses now and I do a lot of cool things.
1: So when you're speaking to companies or to employees at companies, how are you impacting them? What influence are you having there?
2: Well, I mean, I go in there and I have an hour-long presentation I give, you know, I have like Microsoft and Wells Fargo and um, fairly large companies. I talk to, um, well, uh, Wells Fargo is a really big client of mine and USAA and things like that. But I go in there and I just talk about my experience and I tell them, you know, to always push forward. And I give them the two life lessons that I've learned. And the first thing I always you know, tell people is not the first thing, actually, uh, it's usually my last thing I tell them is number one, don't dwell on the past, just reminisce it. And I explain, I used to sit in my hospital bed and I would close my eyes and I'd hope and I'd wish and I'd pray this never happened. And every time I opened my eyes, I was still in the hospital bed, still without arms and legs. And I, uh, uh, but every time I open my eyes, I would realize that nothing's changed. I'm still in there with no arms and legs. So instead of dwelling on it, like why did this happen? Am I a bad person? I realized just, look, I had 25 great years with arms and legs. And now, you know, because of my injury, I just keep living life going forward. And I've had nine years that have been really phenomenal. So then the next thing I tell people is, you know, you can't always control your situation, but you can always control your attitude. And my situation does not change. Every morning I wake up in my bed with no arms and legs, but I jump in my wheelchair. I throw my left arm on, which you know sits on a charger. You guys can't see me at home, sorry. But it sits on a charger, like a cell phone. I put that on. I go make my coffee. I get my wife's coffee set up. I get my, you know, my son. I have a three-year-old now. My wife and I were forced to have another child. Um, I get my son all set up with his, you know, milk or juice or whatever he's gonna drink. And then my daughter's usually coming down the stairs, and then my wife and everybody gets up and we go about our day. I throw my prosthetic legs on. I go out to my truck. I drive anywhere I want to drive and do what I want to do. So I tell people, don't let your situation control your attitude ever because, uh, I live life to the fullest. And like I said, I'm, I'm very fortunate in the business world. Um, the foundation's running very well, but I also own a lodge in a marina and, and, uh, put a brewery in soon. Um, we're working on that and, part owner insurance company. So, I mean, the opportunities are kind of endless as long as you look for them and you do the right things. And we live in a, a free nation that that helps uh, guys like me still make it in the world that we live in.
1: So when it comes to running, let's talk about the retreat center first. When it comes to running <laughs> the retreat center, what do you think is your biggest challenge there or has been your biggest challenge that you've overcome?
2: Uh, so biggest thing that we've had to overcome just, uh, I mean, not having any funding, we had no funding and we just had an idea. And we kind of grew this idea into one of the top 25 veteran service organizations in the nation. Um, you know, we have 20 employees right now or plusing it up even more for summer. So knowing that they're depending on me for a paycheck and their livelihoods is a lot, but at the same time, like I'm so grateful, thankful they decided to sign up for their that mission, but I can remember sleepless nights and um, just wondering what's going to happen because in all honesty, my name's on it. So no matter who works for me or who decides to quit and move on and no matter how big a piece of the puzzle they were or little, it's still my name. So I got to keep it running and keep it going and uh, just, you know, got to kind of live out my motto. of never go up, never quit. But the hardest part in the beginning days was just, are we going to make the payment? Are we going to be able to do this? Like I've been going around and people are believing in me and I got to make sure I don't let them down or I don't fail. Uh, Now, I think the biggest problem is just, You know, finding those quality people that understand this is this is a career choice to work and and, uh, be a part of our foundation. And, you know, it's it's uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself and and not jinx myself, but it's going pretty well. So I'm very fortunate and blessed with the right staff and the right people that have come throughout the years to work on the team and, and help their mission, you know, go forward.
1: You've mentioned quite a number of things that you're doing, your multiple businesses, the retreat center, your personal work in speaking. And in each of those areas, you are influencing a lot of people. You're influencing the people you speak to, the people who come to the retreat center, the employees who work for you across all these businesses. And you've really attained quite a lot of influence there. How do you use that influence?
2: Usually for good, sometimes evil, you know, but no, I'm just kidding. Um you know I I, I just am, I'm grateful like right? people look at me and they kind of see me as I don't know some beacon of hope or something like like wow, if I have a bad day I can just remember that Travis Mills and get through his stuff and I think that's great you know because when I look at myself in the mirror and I don't really see my injuries anymore I just see like hey I'm the same guy I haven't changed any so I just live life the same as I used to and I'm fortunate to have the abilities where I can have my prosthetics I can have my you know, ability to drive and take my, my family out and do things. So uh, I'm grateful for the, the stage that I have. I always use it for good. Um, luckily, I'm not like well known for you know anything negative, right? You're not seeing any tabloids on me about negative stuff. So that's always good. And I just always feel like if I can give back or do a little more, I'm going to do it because of, you know, let's, let's not forget the doctors and nurses that worked on me uh, for fourteen hours straight. and then all the therapists and the staff at Walter Reed and onsho Germany and background Afghanistan and Kandahar that helped me, you know along my my journey and my path. and uh, I'm just gonna keep you know keep fighting and pushing forward and uh, living a positive life and um, I was telling my wife, it's kind of crazy, you know we we probably have about fifty to seventy five people that work for us and given time throughout the year uh, with all the different you know things that uh, we have going on and I'm just so grateful that they believe in me, but you know, sometimes you get a sleepless night here and there and I'm okay with that to make sure that things go the way I plan. And, and, uh, I think they should.
1: You mentioned in there that you always look at doing more. What plans do you have for growing your influence?
2: Well, I mean, uh, the foundation, obviously we can always find a new route, a new umbrella program that's going to make sense and work that people can get behind and believe in. So we'll figure those out as they come up. Like we did the warrior path program where we partner with Bouldercrest foundation and we have the post-traumatic stress, you know, 18 uh, month course at the first weeks at our facility that we keep up with and it's going really well. Um, and then, I don't know, I have a couple other things like on, on the back burner that I'm, that I'm working on. So I'm so fired. Up. I'm writing program. New, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm writing a new book about resiliency right now, actually with a collaborative author. So I'm fired up for that. Um, that way, when people say, I don't know how you do it, or I don't think I can do it, or I don't know how you're so strong. Well, not that strong. I got put into a corner where I had two choices, get better or don't, and I chose just to get better. And I think as simple as, as I make it, I'm, I'm actually spelling it out a little more in this new book called Bounce Back. And hopefully a bunch of people want to read it and, and enjoy it, and they can uh, draw some inspiration and hope and um, influence from it.
1: Travis, where can we find you online?
2: So all my handles for my big pages that I go on are at SSG Travis Mills. That's the rank. I was in the army staff sergeant. So at SSG Travis Mills on Instagram and Facebook, I think I'm on Twitter. I don't know. I don't follow Yeah. I don't do the Twitter thing, but anyway, Instagram and Facebook are the big ones. Uh, I'm on there and, you know, my, my email is just info at Travis mills.org. Um, for my personal one, if like, you know, want me to come on speak or whatever, then anything on the Travis Mills Foundation.org website, they have all that too. We have over a thousand people on our volunteer roster that some people take work off for a whole week and they just come and they spend their whole vacation like volunteering at the foundation. So I'm always grateful for that and some really, truly amazing stories there and, you know, just trying to do what we can in the world to give back and, and have some fun while we're doing it.
1: I love what you shared with us and really appreciate your, your attitude, your inspiration and moving us all forward. I I love the way you said, get better or don't do it or don't. Those are really the only two choices. So thank you very much for spending this time with us, Travis.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And uh, I just appreciate you taking the the time for me. So (laughs) take care.
0: Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash King Raj slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh. And thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.